You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Tuesday, November 14th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, we're talking about skiing and why it's getting riskier. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. As Olivier Gaudet piloted the drone around the mountain, his colleague, who was looking through goggles connected to its infrared camera, could see the avalanche clearly, a long tongue of debris visible from six kilometers away. Then he noticed the heat signature of a person moving across it, digging frantically into the churned-up snow. I got on the radio, Gardet remembers, and I said to dispatch, there must be someone alive under there. As an experienced pisteur in the French ski resort of Val Thorens, it's Gardet's job to keep the slope safe. But that day, he had his work cut out. It had been snowing heavily the evening before and through the night, so we'd had a lot of calls about avalanches, he remembers. As part of a newly launched pilot scheme, he and his colleague had been responding to some of these calls using the latest addition to their slope safety toolbox, the DJI Matrice 210 drone. Of course, the majority of the time there's nothing. The avalanches are nowhere near people, Gardet says. But in the case of this particular slide off the back of a 2,804-meter high peak called Pont de la Masse, the drone instantly proved its worth. From receiving the initial radio alert to having eyes on the debris, Gardet estimates that the scouting mission took less than a minute, far less than it would to survey an avalanche using traditional methods. The closest pisteurs were dispatched in double-quick time, and less than seven minutes after they'd raised the alarm, they'd pulled the grateful skier, a 70-year-old Belgian man, out of the snow. Valthorens' pioneering drone program launched in 2019, but still the only one of its kind, is just one of the ways that skiers throughout the Alps are embracing new technology to meet the rising threat of avalanches. With the climate crisis causing increasingly wild swings in winter temperatures, slides are becoming harder to predict, according to Patrick Nairs of the European Avalanche Warning Service, or EAWS. It's become more challenging for avalanche forecasters, the situation right now, he says. You don't see those long cold periods so often anymore. And then you see more often rain high up, which leads to development of weak layers in the snowpack. At the same time, the number of people skiing in uncontrolled backcountry terrain, where avalanches are most likely, has exploded in the past 20 years. 
Wider skis, which float better on powder snow, have made it easier for less experienced skiers to venture off the beaten piste. And although the nature of exploring outside resort boundaries means that data on participant numbers is difficult to come by, Nairs guesses that in Austria, where he's based, there are something like 5 to 10 times more backcountry skiers than 20 years ago. Equipment sales figures also indicate an upward trend. In the U.S., sales of touring gear, which allow skiers to explore where there are no lifts, have grown exponentially, making it the fastest-growing segment of the market in the past decade. The discipline was given a further boost during the outdoor exercise boom of the pandemic, with sales of backcountry accessories up 150%, according to Snow Sports Industries America, a research body. In Europe, where most ski lifts were closed for the best part of two winters, many shops sold out of ski touring equipment. These factors might be expected to combine into a perfect storm. But despite the growing unpredictability of winter and the increase in backcountry skiers, the number of avalanche fatalities in Europe has remained largely unchanged. EAWS data shows that although yearly death tolls fluctuate, the 10-year mean average has stayed static since the mid-90s. Yes, it's more or less the same, says Patrick Nares, and if you check the last 40 years or the last 20 years, there's actually a downward trend. The models improve every year as ever more data is fed into them. The arrival of automatic solar-powered weather stations in the 90s was a huge leap forward, allowing access to real-time weather data. Since 2021, models have also included data from a vast network of weatherproof stainless steel webcams, whose output is analyzed by AI. Every 10 minutes you get a picture, and the system checks with artificial intelligence whether there's something changed and whether it's an avalanche or not, says Nairs. The EAWS still gets input from mountain guides and other observers out in the field, but they've created a vastly simplified upload mechanism. Anyone who investigates the snowpack can draw a snow profile, upload it on our website, and it's accessible to everyone. All this has led to the development of snowpack models nearly exploding in recent years, he says. Pisteurs and other experienced skiers can now dig a pit anywhere, look at the snow profile, feed the system with those data, and it will calculate the development of the snow cover from that spot for the next 10 days. Worn in a backpack, the Safeback SBX extracts air from the snow around a buried victim and pipes it through shoulder-mounted tubes to an area around their face. Around 75% of avalanche victims die from lack of oxygen or asphyxia, says Tor Berg, Safeguard's co-founder and CEO. But even in the compressed debris of a large avalanche, you can expect at least 50% air in the snow, meaning there's plenty to breathe if a buried skier can access it. The biggest engineering challenge, Berg says, was not finding a way to extract air from the snow, but rather a way to safely manage carbon dioxide levels. If you're lying beneath the snow, it's like breathing into a paper bag. You use up the oxygen and saturate it with your own CO2. Of course, as Hermann Brugger, a doctor working on the URAC study, pointed out, no device can ever guarantee safety in an avalanche. Safeback's SBX can't protect victims from trauma, for example, any more than Olivier Gardet's drones stop them getting buried. But the hope is that whatever instability the climate crisis brings to the mountains and however many skiers decide to venture into the backcountry, technologies like these will rise to meet the challenge of keeping them safe. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, the first small-scale nuclear plant in the U.S. died before it could live. 
Checking in on Wired Science, Wegovi slashes the risk of heart attack and stroke in a landmark trial. And on Wired Security, this new tool aims to keep terrorism content off the internet. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.